Welcome to Project Healing, a podcast about growth, authenticity, and difficult conversations. Here, you'll find a mix of real-life experiences, inspiring humans, and some spiritual insight. I'm your host, Jenna Krasinski, and I believe that we truly have to feel our pain in order to heal it. Community is a huge part of the process of healing, and I invite you to come along and dance through the ups and downs of life. This is Project Healing. Welcome back to Project Healing. I'm your host, Jenna Korzynski, and today I want to talk about the most difficult job in the world, being a parent. Now, I remember reading a while back a study that was done, I want to say it was around Mother's Day maybe, Uh, but there was a study that was done where they polled 2,000 parents and they had determined that parenting was equivalent to having two and a half full-time jobs. So to all the parents out there doing the best that you can to raise your children in 2021, I see you. I stand with you. And yeah, I'm tipping my hat to you. (laughs) Now, of course, when I thought about recording this episode, I I hesitated a bit, um, as I do, because I like to always take every perspective into consideration. And I thought that by bringing this up, this could be, um, potentially triggering to some people. Um, I know that there are a lot of people out there that, um, have suffered child loss or maybe have not been able to have children of their own. Um, and I want you to know that I support you and by no means am I, um, regretting becoming a parent. I have never, and I will never regret becoming a parent. Um, but I think that this is a topic that needs to be talked about. Um, and I want to get vulnerable about it because I think that as parents, um, we are expected to, you know, be strong and, um, always be on, so to speak. Um, and that can be difficult. So this, I am not being ungrateful in any way, shape, or form by bringing up the hardships of parenting. I'm just being realistic about what it looks like for myself um, and for others. So what brought me here? What brought me to have this conversation here? (laughs) Well, let's see here. Before I was a mom, I, um, I've been working with kids for most of my life. I started babysitting as early as I could. So probably around age 10 was the first time I babysat. Um, and then when I was 17, I got my first job in a childcare center and I worked in childcare, um, for 17 years. So my life centered around children. 
Um, I also am a dance instructor, so I literally have worked with ages birth all the way through um, young adult and early adulthood. Um, and I remember before having kids, um, being an expert. I mean, I knew everything. I knew all of the things that I wasn't going to do with my children, that my kids were not going to have screen time and they were not going to eat processed foods and we were going to use cloth diapers and um, whatever else, you know, whatever other things that I told myself before I was actually a mom because let's be real. People without kids know much more than those of us that have children, right? <laughs> and I say that in jest because every single one of us that has had a child goes, yeah, I knew everything before I had kids. I knew all the things that I wasn't going to do and what I looked down upon and what I was judging in others. And that shifts when you become a parent. So I'm going to start there, actually. Um, being a parent is a very tough job because judgment comes from every single angle. And it starts the moment you conceive. Honestly, for some of us, it starts before we even conceive. Oh, you're going to have a baby with him? For me, my husband and I were together probably should have figured this out ahead of time. A lot of years, we grew up together. We went to school together. We dated when we were teens. We got back together when we were 21. And we got pregnant when I was 29. Okay. So we had been together for eight years before we had our first baby. Um, and for me, I actually wanted to have a child with my husband before we got married. Um, and that was based around my personal life experiences. I kind of wanted to see what kind of father he was before I made that long-term commitment. And um, if I'm being honest, I was judged about that. I remember one of my best friends asking me, why didn't you do this in the right order? As if there is a right order to do things like that. And I know society tells us certain things that you should be married first and then have a baby, but that wasn't the experience that I wanted um, for myself. I didn't want to be in a loveless marriage with somebody that didn't care about their children. Um, so I kind of wanted to see him as a dad before um, we tied the knot and that was just my own personal preference. But as I said, um, judgment comes from everywhere. And for some of us, it starts before we even conceive and then it carries on into our pregnancy. You're not going to eat that, are you? You're pregnant. You're not going to drink that coffee, right? You're pregnant. Um, what do you want? Do you want a boy or do you want a girl? Oh, no, I think you should probably, you, you guys probably do better with insert gender here. The judgment comes from everywhere. <laughs> then you have the baby and it's, well, did you have a C-section or did you have natural birth? Did you have medication or no medication? The questions that we ask each other, honestly, now that I'm actually thinking about this, it's kind of twisted. Um, 
we are very involved in each other's decisions that really have like they're none of our business and I get it for some people if you're listening to this and you go oh man I ask those questions I'm not saying this to make you feel bad um it's human nature right it's just part of the conversation sometimes but as I said right away you know people have their opinions about what's right and wrong and parents are the first ones to hear that and then as you're bringing your child up There's judgment around how you feed them. There's judgment around the type of schooling that they have. There's judgment around extracurricular activities. There's judgment around um, maybe what they wear or um, if they have manners or not. Um, So many things we are judged for as parents. Um, And that's tough. Imagine being in your nine to five and every single aspect of what you're doing is scrutinized all the time. And I know there are professions that, um, that happens. Um, but I think in parenting, it's definitely much more prevalent. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next one. In the job of parenting, things are always changing. I mean, we can start with just the ages and stages of life, right? Like you have this newborn, you bring them home from the hospital and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do with this thing? Oh, okay. The thing needs to be changed. It needs to be um, fed and it needs to sleep, right? And you're like, oh, we've got a routine down. Oh, and then those teeth come in and that routine changes. Oh, and then they start walking and the routine changes again. Oh, then they're starting solid foods. Here goes the routine changing again. Then they start, you know, daycare or preschool or whatever it is. And the routine changes again. And they're learning new skills all the time. And it's like when we master one part of the cycle, the next cycle begins for our child. Um, So it is always changing. Now for myself, I kind of had a leg up here, right? Because I know those ages and stages like the back of my hand because I worked with kids for a living. So of course, I know everything there is to know about kids, right? Wrong. Working with a child between the hours of 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. and having a child full time in your possession are two very different things. So not only are our children constantly changing as they go through their ages and stages, but we are changing. We are learning new things. We are having new experiences. We are having, um, we're experiencing the highs and lows of life, right? So things are changing for us and we have to keep some sort of stability, some sort of normalcy for our children. And that can be difficult. And then what about all the things that are changing as far as what we know about kids? I was an 80s baby. I was born in 84. And I didn't have my first child until 2013. The difference between what my mom knew about, you know, early childhood and child development in 1984 and the the mid 80s and so on and so forth and then raising a child from 2013 on it's like night and day so much had changed 
And I was lucky enough to have um, a very supportive unit, I will say, all of our parents, um, my parents, uh, my stepfather, and my in-laws were all very supportive of our choices for the most part. And those um, kind of hypervigilant things that we we did for our firstborn, right? Because you're a new parent and you want everything to be perfect and you're not going to allow this, that, or the other. We had a very su- supportive system around the things that were different for from our childhood to um, our children's upbringing. And our parents were willing to learn and to support us through it. But I have several um, very close friends that didn't have that same experience and were told something along the lines of, well, we didn't do that for you and you you survived, right? And that's hard when you're trying to do the best that you can for your child and somebody is basically telling you that what you want or need for your child is invalid, right? So things are constantly changing. We are constantly learning new information about child development and about um, even like like mental, um, the mental impact that different environments and, um, and experiences um, play for in our children's upbringing and who they are becoming. So that makes things pretty difficult. And then that brings me to everyone knows better than you. And I'm not going to lie. I was one of these. I was that judgy Judy. And that came back to bite me in the butt when I had kids. Because all of the families or children or parents that I judged, um, my kiddos ended up being all of that. (laughs) I really struggled with kids that bit. Um, when I worked in childcare and I, it took, I learned so much about it because it was one of the most frustrating things to experience, especially given that I worked predominantly with ages 12 to 36 months. Um, I saw a lot of biting in my years working in, um, as a childcare teacher and then moving into the director's, um, position that I educated myself so much on that. And I was like determined that my child would not be a biter, even though, I knew that how a child is raised has no plays no factor in whether or not they bite. And sure enough, my um, my son ended up with the nickname Vampiro um, in daycare because not only was he a biter, but he would go for the face and he would bite so hard. It was not a good experience. And having to explain that to parents is never a fun task. And it is just as hard, if not harder, being on the side of it where your child is the one doing the harming. Um, I've seen some pretty upset parents that their child got bit, but knowing that your child is harming other children and not knowing how to help them, man, that's hard. But everybody else knows better than you, right? So, of course, when you have an issue with your child, you are going to get advice from every single angle. And if we want to compare this to like a job setting, it would be like walking into training day every single day, right? Every choice you make, well, you could do this or you can change this or shift this or why don't you try this with them or have you done that yet? 
most things you've already exhausted and you don't even have the energy to kind of discuss, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which brings me to my next topic of why this is the hardest job in the world. We can't remember shit. The lack of sleep is a real thing. Now, my kids are only three and seven, and I haven't had real sleep since I was pregnant with my with my first, and he will be eight this summer. So we'll say almost nine years, I haven't had real sleep. And people tell me that that continues even in through early adulthood, that lack of sleep is a thing because you're worried about your kids or they're waking you up coming into the house or whatever it is. But I really struggle to remember things because of my lack of sleep um, and because I think that I just have like so much racing through my brain at all times. Um, and if I'm being honest, I've been really, really judged pretty hard about that alone. Um, specifically by some of my friends that don't have kids. Wow, you can never remember anything. Nope, I haven't slept in years. And I've got a lot on my plate. So I am scatterbrained. I do have to write things down. Sometimes I forget what I wrote down or where I wrote it down. And that's even useless. Um... So it's almost like having to retrain your brain every moment of every day, right? <laughs> like that movie with uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, I think it's Fifty First Dates, where she just keeps forgetting everything that happens and he has to watch, have her watch the video. Like, I need that. That's what I need. I need a video of how to live my life now that I have kids. <laughs> All right. There are unpredictable issues. We all know that parenting is a wild ride. We all know when we decide to become parents or um, we are opted into parenthood, if it's a surprise, um, that it's going to be unpredictable, right? Because of the things that we we already talked about. It's always changing um, and... Every child is unique and different in their needs. And that, that's a fact. That is a true story that every child is unique and individual in their needs. There are not two children that need the exact same thing at the exact same time. Um, and those of you that have siblings or even multiples, <laughs> um, if you have twins or triplets or whatever, can probably vouch for this, that um, what worked for kid one is not necessarily going to work for kid two and what worked for kid one and two is not necessarily going to work for kid three and none of the things that work for them may work for you, right? But that's just part of the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> um, so there are unpredictable issues that pop up. Typically when you work a job, you know that like, okay, these are the things that could arise for me within my workspace. I could have an issue with um, staffing. I could have an issue with interpersonal communication. I could have an issue with our systems failing, right? Um, but there's usually some sort of protocol in place of, as far as like how to handle these things. When it comes to parenting, unpredictable issues can arise at any moment. I remember specifically um, getting ready for work one morning and my daughter was about eight months just learning to maneuver around and she somehow managed to um, 
move our baby gate and go head first down 14 stairs and land on our tile floor at the bottom. I was already running late for work that day. She is, she was so in shock that she didn't even cry at first, which was terrifying to me. I flew down the stairs so fast that I actually rolled my ankle and hurt myself. Um, we laid at the bottom of the stairs and cried together. And then my next move was to call the pediatrician because I'm thinking, oh my God, she cracked her skull open. She had a huge goose egg on her head. Um, and I, of course, you know, you think the worst you hear never shake a baby. And there goes my eight month old literally flipping over herself going down the stairs. It felt like it happened in slow motion. Called the pediatrician freaking out. Um, the first thing they asked me to do is calm down. Yeah, that, that, that helps. Right. Um, and then they did tell me that it's actually very common and what to look for. And I was able to calm down, um, but that meant that I had to stay home with her to keep an eye on her, right? So that meant that I had to make a call into work and let them know that I wasn't coming. My daughter just had a fall. I had to explain that my daughter fell down a flight of stairs. Parent guilt, hello. Nothing worse than having to tell on yourself when it comes to being a parent. Because what happens? You get judged. Well, didn't you have a baby gate? Weren't you watching her? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Whatever else comes up with it. So in the drop at the drop of a dime, my whole day shifted. My whole day changed just because of one incident, right? So unpredictable issues. And that's just an example. I could go on for days and days and days about children being unpredictable. But those of you that are listening that have kids of your own, you already know. <laughs> Children are gross. They're gross. Bottom line. I learned this way before I had kids working in childcare. I can't tell you how many boogers I've cleaned off of my clothes and how many times that um, I call them poo explosions, but children have had explosive diarrhea in my presence um, or they've eaten something that they shouldn't be eating on the playground or whatever. Um, but as a parent, you spend a lot of time gagging, <laughs> trying not to vomit <laughs> because kids are gross. <laughs> so I'm not really a germaphobe by any means, and I'm not even like a neat freak. But for those of you that are, I salute you. Because I know those kids have brought you to your breaking point on more than one occasion. <laughs> Just because they can be real gross. <laughs> oh, man. So we talked about unpredictable issues, right? Like things that pop up, injuries, illnesses, whatever. Um, let's talk about, talk about how our little employees, aka our children, they themselves are just unpredictable, right? They can go from asking politely for a cup of milk to having a full-blown tantrum because you gave them the orange cup and not the pink cup. You can think that they are in their office, working steadfastly at their work, come to find out they're covering their office in Sharpie. And you're the one that gets to clean it up. So, unpredictable employees in this workplace called parenthood. <laughs> You never know what you're going to get from day to day, moment to moment. 
there are no set hours. Parenting is a 24-7 experience. A 24-7 job. The hours are not set. You could put the whole household to sleep. And an hour later, everybody's up crying, running around, needing snacks, needing to go to the bathroom, whatever. And all of a sudden, before you know it, it's four o'clock and you've gotten no sleep and your alarm's going off in another hour. The hours are unpredictable. So you don't have a set schedule. You don't get to clock out at five o'clock. You don't get to have the weekend off. Unless, of course, your schedule um, provides for that. But for the most part, even if your children are absent, say you have partial custody or whatever the case is, you're most likely still doing something for your kids, whether you're cleaning up their messes or doing their laundry or um, shopping for them or just even thinking of them. I know even when we have a sitter, I'm missing my kids the moment that I drop them off. Which you're probably thinking I sound crazy because I'm talking about how hard this shit is, but <laughs> it's the real, it's the real realness here. And then, of course, there are no days off. I can't tell you the last time that I had a sick day where I didn't have to be a mom as well. Even when we are not feeling well as parents, we still have to show up and be a parent. We still have to put the energy in to care for our children and to feed our children and to make sure that they know they're loved, even when we are feeling awful. Even if you take a day off from work and your kids are school aged and they go to school all day, three o'clock, guess what? That bus is still rolling up. They're still coming home. <laughs> Or again, even if you take a vacation and you head somewhere, your kids are on your mind. There's really no time off when you are a parent. So why am I saying all of this? Why am I dwelling in the tough stuff that is parenting? Because I want you to know that if you're struggling through parenthood, you're not alone. Everybody talks about the beautiful aspects of parenting and the wins that we have as parents. And they post the cutest posed pictures of their kids. And I'm guilty of this as well. And nobody sits down and says, hey, welcome to parenthood. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> so... I just want those of you that have made it all the way through this to know that, yes, parenting is the hardest job in the world. You're not mistaken and you're not alone. But it is also one of the most rewarding jobs in the world. Because every single day we get to make a difference in the life of somebody that loves us unconditionally. Our kids don't always recognize our struggles. And even if they do, 
They want to support us because they love us. Because we are their person or their people. So to all of the strong parents out there that have been beating themselves up because we're raising kids in 2021 and it is hard out on these streets parenting through a pandemic and resetting and readjusting and realigning and crying in the bathroom and not even getting to cry in the bathroom because your kids are slipping notes under the door or whatever the hell is happening on the other side of that door. They're fighting, whatever. You're not alone. I stand in the struggle with you and I stand in the triumphs with you. And I see all that you do for your kids. And your kids see it too. So to all the parents out there, chin up buttercup because you are successfully accomplishing the most difficult job in this world and nobody has all the answers thank you for listening to my spiel on why parenting is the hardest job in the world and I'll catch you next time on Project Healing Thank you for listening to Project Healing. If you'd like to connect with any of my guests, please check the show notes for their contact information. If you are loving the show, I'd be honored if you would head over to iTunes or Facebook to leave me a review. If you'd like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com backslash project healing and learn about my different patron tiers and how you can support the show and also invest in yourself and your healing process. Remember, You have to feel your pain in order to heal it.